You're listening to Wander and Roam. Turning away from the unfortunate explosion of Gary P. Goose's roadside meat pie emporium, the gang continues down the road. When the sun begins to dip below the horizon, they set up a camp for the night. Discovering a half-eaten bag of candy, Raindrop, the duckling, scarfs it down in secret before rolling over to go to sleep. Welcome to Raindrop's sugar-overloaded dreamscape. Raindrop opens her eyes. It is dark and foggy. She can't see very much, but a huge, thick mist rises from the floor. She rubs her eyes and stands up. Hello? Looking around in the midst of this field populated with small boulders and scatterings of dead trees, Raindrop sees three tall, dark-cloaked figures towering above her. Sisters! Sisters! Oh, me, sister. We have found her. There she is. Who? The chosen duckling. The one who has seen the sign. The sign. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Wait, do, do, I, do I know you guys? You seem very familiar to me. Oh, um, uh... uh no, we no, are no. not, uh... Mm. No, we, we, we're just figments of your imagination. Ooh, we bring you lollipops and rainbows. Uh, gumdrops and frog toes. A knife. Ooh, I'll take the knife. The sheep produces a long, serrated knife, gleaming of silver, with a handle that shines like beetle's wings. Oh man, this is really, this is really tickling my brain. I feel like we had a moment together. Was I supposed to put it in your brain? I don't think so. Are you talking about the knife? I thought so. No, sisters. Wait, I think I remember your knobby knees anywhere. (gasps) Didn't we have a dance party? I've had so many. You taught us to do the worm. (gasps) I thought you guys, um, met an unfortunate end. Life goes on in many ways. Long after the thrill of living is gone. Wait, am I dead? No, only dreaming. (laughs) Yes, dreaming. (gasps) A dream? Well, let's be real, guys. If this is my dream, this is way too dark and gloomy. As much as I love the knife, I think we need some color here. No, wait, you must show us the sign. Suddenly, the sky erupts into an array of brilliant colors. Blues, greens, wave through the sky, and where there were large boulders and craggy trees, they were replaced with flowers and butterflies. This is a lot better, guys. As the color overcomes the witches, they begin to melt down into puddles of viscous, brightly colored fluid. This is the second time this has happened. You look like my cousin Dennis. All right, guys, let's let's take another two. I like the melting aspect, but if we can just be more dramatic with the melts, let's let's take it from the top. Farewell, my wife and children. Did you just say your own name as you died? As the witches melt, they suddenly turn into gumdrops. Perfect. Well, now that this is my dream, I could basically do whatever I want to (gasps) do. Show us the sign. 
I'm sorry, who is that? You you have the sign, George, the sign. Am I am I missing something? Oh, I'm just a little gumdrop. Be quiet. Her gumdrops don't talk. <laughs> the three gumdrops that were once the witches turn and with little gumdrop arms akimbo begin bickering. I can talk if I want to. I'm uh, my own gumdrop. She will become suspicious, Gertrude. Why am I the only one who talks like this? Raindrop leaves the arguing gumdrops to pick her among themselves and turns behind her to see this dazzling rainbow road that leads through these tall, beautiful trees and begins to journey forth. For the next little while, Raindrop spends her time going on the greatest adventures, swashbuckling through the jungle and soaring to the greatest heights. But after a while, she starts feeling a little tired. Oh, all this adventuring has really, has really got me a little tired here. It's also kind of lonely. I, I really wish my friends were here. <laughs> oh, wait. I can just bring them here. Raindrop thinks and concentrates on her friends, and one by one, they pop into existence behind her. The ground shakes as an enormous mountain of black fur rises up above her. And a booming voice, as if coming from the air itself, says, It's good to see you, little one. Wise things have I to say, and you may steal, if you like. Yes, that's all I've ever wanted Hames to tell me. The ground splits open. Oh no! And arising from a newly fissured grave is the withered corpse of Aldern Feathersby. The emaciated skin stretched tight over feebled bones and frazzled graying feathers barely clinging on. He writes himself and blinks his weary eyes, resetting his glasses and says... Hello, raindrop. <laughs> Looking good, Alder. Still feisty as ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how I missed you, Aldern. But wait, we're squeakers. From behind raindrop, she hears a call. Tally-ho! And a tall suave mouse wearing a leather jacket and a fedora with a large cleft chin walks forward and pulling out a bullwhip snaps it whoosh gentlemen and raindrop are you ready to leave squeakers onassis it has been some time. Aldern, I'm surprised that you're here, quite frankly. Raindrop willed me back to life. <laughs> it's only thanks to her youthful exuberance that I can even continue walking on a day-to-day -day basis. But come, Raindrop, now that you have summoned us, what would you have us do? What adventures will we go on? What boon do you wish from I, the essence of being? Oh, wait, Hamish, wait, where is your bee? 
Oh wait, I forgot. An enormous mouth appears out of nowhere and lifting up a tiny circle of lips makes a noise like Patoo! and one bee spirals out. Oh, silly bee. He's my favorite. Perfect. Now that the gang is all assembled as I have always pictured them in their flawless recreations in my mind, let us go out and adventure. Aha! Where should we go first, young one? For I always listen to you and I value your opinion. Well said, Squeakers. Uh, so guys, I do have to confess something. Um, I've actually been adventuring for years now, it feels like. And while it's been super duper awesome and I've done literally everything that I've ever wanted to do. Look at this shiny crown on my head. I noticed. Wow! That is a very beautiful crown. Thank you. And the sword. Shing! Oh. A heaven blade. Wow! I don't think that's such a good idea. Swing uh, um, it more. Thank you, Hamish. <laughs> um, I've actually, I'm kind of tired of adventuring now, but I can't wake myself up. Raindrop, that sounds like quite the predicament. Oh, indeed. Some people think that if you die in your dreams, you will wake up immediately. Have you tried dying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have yet, but give me one second. And as Raindrop thinks, a giant hole pops out under her feet, and she falls through before the ground covers. And after a moment, Raindrop falls from the sky and lands where she once was. So death doesn't do anything, really. Well, as uh, you've established, we are figments of your imagination. What can we do to help you? Squeakers, you've always been the most amazing mentor and if I had a problem, you always have all the answers. Well, if Aldern's plan of dying didn't work, perhaps <laughs> perhaps we could shock you awake with a scary adventure. Ooh. What say you? I mean, I'm always down for adventure. Creeping out from the back of her mind and snaking down her body to her legs and then into the ground, a shadow creeps across the landscape. <gasps> Suddenly, a castle appears with a moat filled with lava and a drawbridge slowly creaks down. I mean, that's pretty scary, right? Is this scary enough for you, Raindrop? Or would you like it to be scarier? Ooh, I think we can do scarier. The castle drawbridge folds back up and gets pulled back into the shadow. A larger castle with seven more spires and three more drawbridges slowly open over a chasm filled to the brim with lava, and within the lava is swimming crocodiles made of lava. No! Surely this must be scary enough for you, Raindrop. We can't make it scarier. That's pretty scary. What about this? And Hamish materializes a hand which gestures to the castle, which remains the same, except out of the front door steps, Raindrop's first grade teacher. <gasps> Mrs. Clemens. <laughs> <laughs> tut tut, Raindrop. Tut tut. Hamish. Yes. Uh, Raindrop will wipe a tear from her eye, and she'll look over at Squeakers, who gets just a little bit shorter and diminished in her eyes. And Hamish, who grows just a little bit taller and more burly. <laughs> You've really outdone yourself. 
Come, lean on my ample shoulder. This is why you're my favorite, Hamish. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Onward to get terrified! <laughs> Now don't wander off. Wander in Rome will be right back. Hi friends, Addison here. As of December 2023, Wander in Rome is nearing the end of season two. It's been a delight to share these stories with you. Thank you so much for the support. We love watching our passion project grow. Be sure to check out our other shows, including our new tabletop RPG podcast, launching early next year. The Wander in Rome Slasher Special is a gory, sweary, violent mess and is available for free at patreon.com slash winterhawkpodcasting. The final episode of Season 2 will release January 10th, and Wander in Rome Season 3 will return on March 6th. Please continue to share these delightful shows with your friends and family, and we'll see you in March. What do we want the people to know, Danny? You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. Two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic, and we'd like to take you along for the ride. Why did we name our podcast Bisexually Lit? Well, like, you know, A, we're bisexual. Extremely. B, we're, we're getting lit. We're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love. Yeah. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new ep- episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The gang makes their way to the castle, and as they come to the first drawbridge, it begins to creak and sway beneath them, and the crocodiles snap their teeth, and fire and smoke exudes from their maws. Tat-tat, tat-tat, I said, tat-tat. Oh, no. I mean, I know this is my dream, and I can make this super less scary, but I kind of like the thrill. Don't think about that. You're right, you're right, Okay. I think if we all just blindly run forward, we can probably push my first grade teacher into the lava and she can be the distraction. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that's such a go. Tut, tut, tut. Oh. There she goes. <laughs> <laughs> Raindrop. That wasn't a very nice thing to do. No, but I think it was necessary. <laughs> Poor Mrs. Clements. She's been teaching since I was a young man. Wow. Fret not, she is one with me now. <laughs> tut, tut. The gang 
runs across the creaking drawbridge and makes it to the castle courtyard, which, like the landscape before, is heavily shrouded in mist and incredibly dark. Halt, traveler. I see you've come to my courtyard. Well done. You can walk, but can you answer my riddles three? Oh, no. Little raindrop, are you sure that you can do this alone? Well, no, that's why I have you guys with me. Between the four of us, we know the answers to everything and anything. I mean, Aldern is as old as dirt. He has all the answers in his old noggin. Older than some dirt. Riddle number one. What is tall, but like, not that tall? <laughs> Raindrop, I think I figured out the gimmick. Yeah? This is in your mind. He can't ask a riddle that's smarter than you. I mean, that's true. I am probably the smartest person around in my dream. Tick tock, tick tock. Oh, um, I think that's probably, probably Aldern here. I mean, he's tall, but not like incredibly tall. I used to be taller before my spine gave out. Yeah, me too. Before you shrunk in raindrops' esteem. <laughs> <laughs> the twisted wisp of dirt and shadows and eyes looks down at a small book and says, Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, you're good. It's really hard coming up with riddles. Yeah, that checks out. Mm. I was going to say a mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> What about a female box? They're slightly shorter. <laughs> I think if we just skip the riddles and we go straight for the dungeon, that's probably the creepiest part of the castle and something's going to shock us awake. Riddle number two. Um, sorry, time out, guys. What is as big as... Wait, no, come back here. We're just going. Let's go. <laughs> I was going to say what's as big as a bread box. <laughs> as the gang approaches the set of stone stairs going down into darkness, Raindrop looks to her right and sees a torch. Oh, that's nice, a little handy. Raindrop goes and picks up the torch, and as she lifts it, she hears a click. Oh, what, what bird tell was that? In the doorway behind them, a solid wall of stone seals them into the basement. Guys, <sighs> that's, that's pretty scary, right? I am not scared, but I understand if you are. And yet you are not awake yet. I mean, the only thing that's probably scarier than being trapped in stone is, do you remember that really gross slime creature we met in the labyrinth? Dennis. <gasps> Don't speak his name! Before them in the hallway, torches on the walls flicker, and in the vast, vast distance on the floor, we see a small blob of greenish-gray goo. <laughs> Dennis, no! I think he's an okay guy. Let's talk to him. You can go first, Hamish. All right. And the lump that is Hamish's head sinks down into the ground and travels down the hallway <laughs> and pops back up far away. You can barely see what it's doing. But as they talk, Dennis turns his little head and looks at Raindrop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could go down there, guys. <laughs> Raindrop, perhaps this is what you need to go down there to shock yourself, to awaken yourself. It's worth a try. I mean, I gotta go talk to him. Is that your fear? I mean, no, but I think that's a start. All right, guys, let's, let's go. 
And Raindrop slowly approaches this blob of slime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dennis. <laughs> so I know you're pretty scary, but um, <clears throat> I don't suppose you can show us something like really scary. What? The Hamish lump nods and turns back to Raindrop and says, It's okay. Dennis is cool. He's just blah. <laughs> Sound really gets in there. <laughs> All right, Dennis, I guess maybe if we hang out for a little bit together, we can shock ourselves into waking up from this nightmare. Dennis extends a slimy hand, <laughs> which as Raindrop watches, fingers begin sprouting from the slime. Is no one else disgusted by this? No, this is very gross. Blah. I think whatever you want me to think. Ringjop closes her eyes and reaches her hands out and grasps Dennis's sludgy hand. Beautiful harp music fills the air. No, it doesn't. (laughs) In fact, it's strongly discordant. And as... This music begins filling Raindrop's mind. Her hand seems to become engulfed in the slime (laughs) that starts crawling all the way up her elbow and then reaches her shoulder and then begins to spread across her body. Maybe you will wake up if you die. Maybe you just didn't die in the right way. (laughs) Do you uh, want us to do anything about that? What What happened to my voice? (laughs) Allow yourself to become one with the nothingness. (laughs) Raindrop is engulfed by the sludge that is Dennis. Uh, She starts to panic, and she's fighting, and she opens her eyes, and instead of seeing Aldern and Squeakers and Hamish, she sees three other blobs of Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) And the fear is so great that she closes her eyes, and when she opens them again... She's sitting up in a sleeping bag. Oh, yes. Good morning, Raindrop. Morning. Hey, how you doing there? You want some eggs? Why are you so short? What? What are you... You're not bones anymore. No, not yet. Here, comfort yourself in my ample shoulder. Oh, Hamish is still Hamish, as always. Next week on Wander and Rome. As the gang travels down the road, they come across a large river. Following the river aways, they see a city built into an island in the middle of the river. Large cement buildings jut out from paved streets lined with beetles and street vendors. Welcome to River Haven. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com.